0: This is how I created the habit that has allowed me to exercise and train for almost 24 years straight. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle and business hacking tips, tools and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders and professional athletes. Hey Driven Mofos, in this episode I'm going to talk about how I created the habit of exercise and training almost every day for 24 years straight. Now if you don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, I'm the founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute. We focus on business, mindset and lifestyle hacking for Driven Mofos. And the reason why I do these videos is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. So. I took this for granted massively and it was only the other day I was talking to my wife, Jess, and we were just having a bit of a chat and she was talking about training and exercising. And she said, you need to do a podcast on this. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, you've been training for a long time. And I said, yeah, but I don't know that anyone would really want to know how I developed the habit of exercise. Like, doesn't everybody do that? And she said, you're an idiot. (laughs) And so I had to have a bit of a laugh because it's amazing how our intimate partner can just, you know, rip us a new one without even trying. I didn't realize that, you know, there are a lot of people out there who do struggle with the habit of exercising and being consistent with their exercise. And so it made me really reflect about how I'd been on this journey for 24 years now, like I'm 38 years of age, I'm about to turn 39 this year, which is fucking crazy, it only feels like, really feels like I was only 21, like a couple of years ago. For those of you out there who are my age, you probably feel the same way, I don't know. Hit me up on socials if you haven't already done so, Michael Mojo on all social media platforms apart from Instagram and it's pretty much Michael Mojo 0 except the zeros are O's and the O's are zeros. You just need to flip them around, but if you just type in Michael Mojo, it'll pop up on Instagram. But anyway, I really thought about this and I was thinking, shit, how did I create this? Habit, and I just remember feeling so shit as a kid and I was 14 when I started exercising and I was lucky enough that my dad played a bit of sport as well. He played a bit of state level cricket and he also played in interstate, they call it AFL football, but he played SNFL or the South Australian Football League. He played sort of at that level and he used to train a bit as well. So I just noticed that he was doing it. So I would hop in the gym and I'd just start lifting weights. I had no fucking idea what I was doing, but I thought, you know, I'm going to start studying this. And so I remember getting this little cheesy shitty book from the 1980s, which was like about weightlifting and all that. And I would just read it. I didn't even know back then that that would become you know almost a decade of my life working in gyms and exercising and training in that type of environment the first things first was that I knew that something had to change and that I was unhappy with the way that I looked I remember being a kid in grade five swimming class and we went to the swimming pool and all the other kids were swimming with their shirts off and I hated the way that I looked and I don't know what caused it I haven't really spent the time to go back and investigate why I hated my body so much I don't know what triggered it and maybe it was just being called fat as a kid or being called chubby or I know that I was picked on quite a lot for having having white pasty skin and freckles. And I used to have bright red hair, like my hair's still a bit red now, but it looks almost brown. Whereas when I was a kid, it was like fucking fire engine red. I was like a full blown wranger. So I don't know if it was something like that, that maybe I was picked on as a kid. And so I remember grade five swimming school, we went to the Adelaide Aquatic Center and I was the only kid there who was swimming my shirt on. And there were kids who were way bigger than what I was, but I just couldn't take my shirt off cause I was ashamed of the way that I looked. I just remember around 14, I thought, you know, this has to change. And I think that's probably the first stage for anyone out there who, wants to improve the way that they look or improve the way that they feel about themselves, or even maybe just want to get back into the habit of exercising, you really need to make a decision. And that decision, I think, is important. The other thing that happened was when I started exercising, I started feeling better about myself. Now, I think like everything, when you start something new, at first, it's a bit challenging, okay? You're not going to feel better. You're probably going to feel worse for a little bit. You might feel better the first exercise session you have, but the next morning when you wake up and everything's sore and not feeling the best, it doesn't feel the best. But that's an important part of the process as well, because I think that it's test. And if you've listened to my other episodes or you've been to one of my events like Thrive Time or our Triumph event, our leadership event, or you've done our Odyssey Business and Entrepreneurial Mastermind, I consistently talk about this concept of you learn lessons and then you get given tests. And those tests are there to essentially see if you're going to pass the grade and go to the next level of challenge and the next level of test, but also the next level of reward. If you're someone who consistently fails tests, you just keep repeating the same patterns because essentially you haven't learned the lesson that enables you to pass to the next level. Now I know In business, I have problems every day and there is stress every day and there's shit that comes up every day, but you just handle it because I know that it's just lessons and then there's gonna be a test and that test is gonna see if I'm gonna go back to doing what I've always done or whether I'm gonna pass it and go to another greater level of business another greater level of challenges and also another greater level of rewards. And so I just keep reminding myself of that. And I think life tests us out consistently with that. So if you're one of those people who go to the gym for three days and then you feel too sore and then you never go back again for six months, you just failed the test, especially if you know looking better and feeling better is something that you want. So the first thing is that you need to do is make a decision. And I think that's the thing that most people struggle with because I spend a lot of my day talking on the phone to people or doing coaching calls or coaching sessions. And the majority of people are so fucking indecisive because they're afraid of making a mistake. They're afraid of getting things wrong. They fear failure, which is so stupid and ridiculous because with every failure comes a greater lesson. And so if you don't want to learn and you don't want to grow and you don't want to be successful, then just don't do anything. And that's what most people do. They go doing nothing. I mean, logically, if you say it to them, they're like, I don't want to, you know, not get anywhere in life and I don't want to, you know, not achieve anything. And you go, well, fucking make a decision then, because if you're indecisive, all you're saying is that time's going to help me to make a better decision. And time never helps people make a better decision. Better clarity and more information helps you make a better decision. In most cases, very, very rarely does time ever ever help make a better decision it's just more knowledge normally does or a better strategy or thinking clearer that's about it but very rarely do people think clearer over time anyway because they just end up with more stress and more pressure and they go fuck i just wasted another year going around in circles and being indecisive i see it every week with our events i see people who i've spoken to three years ago and they just rock up at one of my events and i'm like what are you doing here and they're like oh man everything got worse and i'm like well no shit it did because you just wasted three years like if you keep doing the same shit and it's bad three years ago it's probably only going to be worse now so that's a consistent thing a lot of people just need a lot more pain in order to be decisive because eventually they'll get to the point where they just go, fuck it. I got nothing to lose. And then they do something. So first of all, you need to be decisive. The second thing is that you're going to get tested. Do you really want this result or don't you want that result? And if you start letting things get in the way and you don't start planning to have things get in the way, then you'll be blindsided by them. So the first thing that I did was when I was younger, I just trained pretty much every day. So I would get in the gym after school or I'd get in the gym before school and I would just do something. And then I didn't even know what I was doing. I'd just lift weights because I'd watch dad do it or I'd watch someone else do it. And I'd watch a bit of TV or you know something online. I'd just start lifting back in the old dial-up days when you had to plug the phone in and someone calls and it bloody cuts off the internet. Anyone old enough to remember that, you you know what I'm talking about. If you're old enough, hit me up on Instagram and let me know whether you're old enough to remember dial-up days. But anyway, first things first, you need to make that decision. The second thing is you're going to get tested anyway. What I would suggest is that if you want to build the habit of exercising consistently, don't go in with this idea of the perfect gym program and all that. I worked with someone ages ago and they were someone who was extremely overweight and they said to me, Michael, I've tried different diets and I've tried different programs and nothing's worked. And I said, well, first of all, when someone says nothing works, essentially there's only two things that it could possibly be. First of all, it's you that doesn't work. Or secondly, you've done everything that didn't work and now there's only the things that work that are left. So let's just do one of those because you haven't done everything. You've just done what you think is everything as a way of getting around it. So anyway, I said to him, look, what's the deal with exercise? Like, why don't you move enough? And he said, well, there's too much work and I'm always busy and I've got a big business and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, that's okay. You're probably going to die of a heart attack. Anyway, like if you're going to die of a heart attack, just sign your business over to me anyway when you fucking die and I'll take you millions of dollars. And he looked at me and he was shocked. And I said, Well, that's going to happen if you don't do something about it. So do you want to do this or not? And he said, Well, yeah, I do. I do want to do something because I don't want to die. And I said, Okay, cool. Well, if that's going to be the case, then let's set you up to win because winning is the most important thing because winners feel like they'll keep winning, whereas losers will set themselves up to always lose in most cases. And so I said, Let's be a winner. How can we help you win? And he said, Well, Michael, I don't enjoy exercising. And I said, What do you mean by exercising? He said, well, you know, I used to play a lot of basketball when I was younger. And so for me, exercise means pushing hard and, you know, you've got to run laps on a court or, you know, you have to go to the gym and you have to work really, really hard until you almost throw up. And I said, okay, well, let's not call it exercise. Let's call it something else. And I said, can you move for 30 minutes a day? Just movement. And he goes, yeah. I said, well, cool. Let's just move for 30 minutes a day. And so what we did was I just set him up with essentially a walking program, which was just wake up and go for a walk and do that once a day. Anyway, comes back in a couple of weeks later and he said, Michael, I've lost weight. And I said, what do you have been doing? And he goes, well, not only do I wake up and walk every morning, but I notice after work, it helps me to de-stress as well. So I normally go for another half an hour walk after work. So because he feels like a winner and he's doing something that's enjoyable for him because it's enabled him to de-stress or in the morning, it helps him to get clear with his day. He's able to do that every day of the week. So he was doing it and now he starts losing weight. And he goes, now I'm feeling good. I actually improved my diet just naturally because I wanted to eat better. And he goes, I've also been drinking more water. And I went, shit, all of this stuff is working because he set himself up to win and not to fail. So when I was younger, I just noticed that I just trained because I didn't know any different. And so that helped me massively. But all I'd done was I set myself up to win, not set myself up with a crazy program to fail. Now, I probably did that up until the age of maybe about, I don't know, maybe I started training when I was 13. Shit, it might've even been longer than that. But I reckon about 14 or 15, I went to my first gym and got my first gym membership. And then when I was there, I used to watch a lot of the other jug heads train back in the day. And so i just start almost copying what they do and I start talking to them and show me stuff. And so I started training like that. And so over the years, what it did was it allowed me to build on some muscle and I guess I got reasonably fit and toned and strong and I started getting, I guess you could say positive feedback. And so it made me wanna train more and then develop my diet more. And so I started cleaning up my diet, but all of these things happened over time consistently. But what I also know is that if you stay and have the same goal consistently, you'll probably get tired of it. So what I try to do even to this day is I try to set myself up with different goals. So like last year, one of my big goals was to build a lot of strength that I had because I knew that I was 37 and I wanted to build a lot of the strength that I had when I was in my 20s. A lot of people and a lot of stuff that I've read say that testosterone starts going down when you start getting around this age. But I've also noticed that there are plenty of people out there who still have high testosterone levels at my age. And so I thought, well, fuck it, I'm gonna find out what they do and just copy them. So I started doing that. I started really pushing myself with my strength training. And so last year my goal was to do a lot of strength training, but then I ended up late last year or mid last year with a lower back injury where I had an SI joint issue and that caused back problems and spasming in through my hips and so on. And so after a while, I had to change my approach again. I didn't want to stop training. So I thought, well, you know what? I really want to look after my body because I had a lot of physical pain and I had pain in my neck and then the next day it would be my back and my hips and something that I've always taught at my events is that if you don't work through an obstacle, it just becomes the obstacle. And so, you know, a lot of people as they age, they go, oh, my back's staffed and my neck's staffed and it's because I'm old. But there's no cause of you being old and your back being sore. The cause of your back problem isn't your age. And the cause of your neck problem isn't your age. And the fact that you can't walk properly has nothing to do with your age. It has everything to do with how you keep adapting to the obstacles or the problems that you have with the way that your body functions. And so I knew this. And so I thought, I'm not going to be one of those people who are going to walk around half fucked out by the time they're 50. I want to be someone who is more able to move by the time I'm 50 than what I was at 20. Now, because I was already getting injuries in my 20 from lifting too heavy and doing dumb shit with exercise, I've always sort of worked around those problems up until, you know, maybe my 30s. And so I started adapting my training and doing other things as well and maybe doing some Pilates. In my late 20s, I did a lot of stuff with Pilates and yoga. It helped me quite a lot, but I stopped doing it when I started training again for being bigger and more solid and, you know, getting back into Strength training. So, eventually last year, I thought, well, hang on, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to get rid of this pain. That's been my goal up until this day. And I still do a fair bit of weight training and I still do a lot of different movement patterns. But what I'm really focusing on now is my ability to move. So, I do a lot more end of range movements. My flexibility is getting better, and I haven't had the flexibility in my back, in my upper back, and my hips for many, many years, maybe even in my 20s. And so now I'm getting less and less pain in my body as I get older because I'm doing more of this work. But what my approach is and the reason why I've been able to be so consistently with training is because I keep changing what I'm aiming for. Only recently I was working with a physio who's done a Thrive Time event and I said to him, his name's Peter and I said, Pete, I want to start running. And he goes, okay, cool. Let's put into your program. So I use other experts as well. I think that it's absolutely ludicrous to think that you'll know everything yourself. So I still have chiros and physios and podiatrists and people that I go to to be able to help me out to achieve my goals as well. I think that so many people out there try and do this stuff alone because they try and say price or this stuff's expensive, but I think it's more expensive to live a fucking shitty life. So it's up to you with what you want to prioritize. I would rather figure out how to make more money than to figure out how to save money on not doing the things that I want to do in life. So that's my approach anyway. But the point that I'm trying to make is part of my consistency came from consistently adapting my goals as I go along, finding new things to aim for, not being attached to certain things. Like I have friends of mine who have always done bodybuilding and As they get older, their muscles get a little bit smaller and they don't have the same strength gains and they have a lot of injuries and all they do is they just keep changing their workouts to adapt with the injuries and they always have fucking shoulder problems, neck problems, back problems. You know, they're getting cortisone injections and all this stuff. By the time they get to 50, they are going to be shot. They're essentially going to be like a car that got left out in the rain or maybe even a car that had been driven into a lake fucking 20 years ago. Like that's how shit their body is going to operate. But that's because they're attached to the one goal of the way that they look and having these big muscles. Instead of looking. At what else can I do? What else can I train? Something that I'm keen to do is get into yoga and maybe try some other things. I wouldn't mind getting back into boxing. When I was younger, I did a lot of boxing. I started doing kickboxing for many, many years. I wouldn't say that I'm a professional kickboxer, not at that level, or even a boxer, but I guess I'm reasonably good at it. But just I was never good enough to really get in the ring and bash on. Although I used to train some um, state champions and national champions and even some world champions in both kickboxing and boxing. You know, I used to spar with them and things like that, but nothing too crazy. And then I started doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu back many, many years ago, probably like. 15 years ago. So I did that for a while as well. And so I wouldn't mind trying out some of that stuff again and resetting my goals. So if you want to be consistent, you've got to make it fun. You've got to make it enjoyable. I think you need to be adaptable with how your body's reacting and responding and not being attached to the exercise form. You have to find things that you need to keep winning at and not set yourself up to fail. Like if I go into a gym now and there are dudes in there doing powerlifting or Olympic lifting and they're lifting heavy shit, I could get all insecure and try and, you know, I used to be able to do that and get in there and try and slam around some weights. I think that. Would be stupid. I'd end up with injuries. And what the fuck do I have to prove anyway? I'm not really proving it to them. I'm just trying to prove it to myself. And I think a lot of people do that in the gym anyway, is that they're so insecure. They go in there and they try to be something that they were like 20 years ago or 15 years ago or 10 years ago. And the truth is that we all change and you don't have to prove anything. If you're trying to prove something to someone who's fucking 20 years younger than you, then you know, you've got some issues. (laughs) Deal with those things. Look, I hope that helps. I think they're really the keys to being consistent with exercise and training. Don't become too attached to the form of your exercise or training. Like, you know, if you're someone who, let's say, is a tradie and you've got a lot of back problems, doing yoga or Pilates might be the thing that will save your back, will probably help you to earn more money and will make you more effective. Whereas if you're a tradie and you're half cooked after the day and you know, you're trying to go to a gym and lift heavy shit because you're trying to compete with other people because you're insecure and you feel like you crap about your body and you're probably going to end up absolutely not only ruining your body, but you're probably not going to work effectively. So not only is your body going to be in pain consistently and you're going to feel like shit, you're also probably going to limit your earning potential because you're not going to be able to work as hard. For me, I want to work hard. I love working hard and I love training and I love exercise. So it's something that I just found that the more I do it, the more I enjoy it because I keep setting different goalposts that I want to work towards. But also something that might help massively is to realize that the process is the goal, not the goal itself. And most people will say things like, well, if I can just diet really, really hard for 12 weeks, then everything will be different. And the truth is, you are setting yourself up for massive failure. And I saw this in the gym consistently because I would watch these 12-week challenges and a lot of my clients won those. So I had a lot of clients who won you know, the 12-week and the eight-week challenge and all that sort of stuff. In fact, I worked at a gym where five or six years that I worked there, one of my clients won the 12-week challenges that we used to have every year. And there were a lot of people, there was like 120 or 150 people that had entered. And I would have a couple of clients in the top 10 and every year that I was there, one of my clients won. What I noticed was that they had a bit of a rebound. Very few of them actually kept it off. And very few of them would actually implement it in their life for a long, long time. A lot of them would keep training and exercising, but they'd normally go on these big binge eating sprees afterwards and they'd put back on, you know, they might lose 20 kilograms or 15 kilograms, but they would end up putting the majority of it back on anyway within you know a couple of weeks. I don't think that it's effective. I think that lifestyle change is the best thing and change happens slowly over time, especially if you want to do it effectively. So please, if you are one of those people who do want to create great habits, then focus on the process. So something that I do every day now is like I wake up and I train because I love to train. I don't get up because I'm trying to have a six pack and be ripped. Like those goals are there. Like for me being out of pain, the goal is there, but I don't wake up every day and go everything will be different if I just get out of pain because it won't be. It'll still be the same me with the same mentality that keeps doing the same dumb shit over and over again. The process is the part that's enjoyable. You know, I work with business owners every day of the week who go, well, when I have more money, then I'll be less stressed. No, you won't because here's what happens. You've set yourself up to be like that. If You think that money is going to solve problems. Money doesn't solve problems. Money only solves money problems. It doesn't solve all the other problems. It doesn't solve your relationship problem. It doesn't take away your fucking inability to deal with stress. It doesn't take away your inability to deal with overwhelm. And the same thing can happen with exercise as well. If you're insecure and you think that losing weight is going to make you feel more secure about yourself, it won't. If you're someone who is insecure and you walk into the gym and you're trying to compete with people who are 20 years younger than you and you're trying to slam around weights and you know I used to do this when I was young you're fucking insecure like lifting weights won't make you more secure about yourself the problems in your head not in your body and a lot of people do that I worked with a lot a lot of bikini models and bodybuilders and stuff like that and very few bodybuilders I would say that the sport of bodybuilding bikini swimsuit sports model any of those fields the majority of those are more mentally destructive than they are mentally positive and the reason why is because a lot of girls who are insecure thought I know what I'll do I'll look like the rest of the chicks. On Instagram and try and get on stage and feel good about myself because when I do, I'll get appreciated and people will respect me and they'll love me. I'll fucking show them. Now you're getting on stage in order to be judged. So you have a body image issue and now you're getting on stage in front of a shitload of people in order to be judged. That's gonna fuck with your head more than anything in most cases. What's gonna happen is you're gonna walk off that stage and because you've been dieting hard, you're gonna get off, you're gonna binge eat the shit out of yourself. And from the second that pizza and the chocolate and shit hits your mouth, you are just going to be thinking to yourself, you worthless piece of shit. And the next morning you're going to wake up and go, I feel fat. I feel disgusting. I hate myself. And then you're going to eat again and you're going to keep eating. And the more and more you hate yourself, the more and more you're going to keep eating. And you're going to stop going to the gym for a couple of weeks because you're going to go, well, I worked really, really hard. And so now I've got permission to do this. And so all it's going to do, you'll put back on the way, you'll feel shit about yourself. It'll be mentally destructive. And then in a month you'll go, fuck, I need to enter another comp in order to feel good about myself again. And so a lot of the girls, especially girls or females at was more destructive than what i saw for men for a lot of people who had body image issues it was worse for the guys as well who had you know body image issues and would have body dysmorphias they get to the gym they start lifting and within you know six to twelve months they're smashing a shitload of gear in their ass cheek they start taking a little bit of testosterone and then the next second they're you know smashing things like tren and a whole bunch of other stuff growth hormone and insulin and the next second they're fucking massive yet they still feel they're small and they take two days off of training and they feel like you know they've lost all their strength and they hate themselves and like all of this shit is just crazy. And then they get positive feedback because they walk into the gym and everyone goes, wow, look at that guy. He's so big. And so they get all this positive affirmation, but then at the same time as well, they still think that they're small because they're comparing themselves to others. And it is just this absolute clusterfuck for most people mentally. And that's where those things don't really work that effectively. I did work with a couple of bodybuilders though, a guy called Matt Smedley, who was Mr. Australia and also Mr. World. And NABBA, I worked with him. He was one of my clients for a little while. And look, he just loved it. He just loved the sport. And they're the people that you see really excel over an extended period of time in that industry and that sport. But the majority of other people didn't last and they didn't last because it blew them apart. So please just be careful about the goals that you set if you are going to do this. I say if you're going to do something today, you might as well do it for the rest of your life. So if you want to change your diet and your eating pattern, ask yourself, can I do this for the rest of my life? If you're going to train and exercise, ask yourself, can I do this for the rest of my life? If you're going to start a business, ask yourself, am I going to do this for the rest of my life? If you're going to have kids, ask yourself, am I prepared to do this for the rest of my life? Because if you're not, it's going to be a stupid decision. I hope that helps driven mofos If you haven't already done so, jump across to my socials. Make sure you follow, like, and subscribe all of my socials. Also, if you haven't already gone across to YouTube, go to YouTube right now, click on YouTube, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. I am going to be dropping a bunch of free extended trainings and extended clips over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Normally, I charge for these, but I thought, you know, I'm just going to pop online anyway and give them away to the community, and I hope they help. Anyway, remember, Driven Mofos, never underestimate the dream.